Well, this morning we're going to continue in this idea of what um, the life of a disciple looks like um, and moving our way uh, through the, the different uh, stages of that. Uh, we're going to be looking this morning uh, in doing that uh, from Colossians chapter 2, and we'll be reading uh, verses 1 through 15 there. Uh, Colossians 2 verse 1. Paul says, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the fullness, uh, all the riches of the full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him you also were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. May God give us wisdom this morning as we uh, consider these words and and what it it teaches us about um, life as a disciple. Uh, We'll be concentrating uh, mainly on verses 6 and 7 this morning. Uh, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Uh, As we we, uh, look at the life of a disciple, we remember from last week, um, this is the the place of, of being a seeker. This is the one who hasn't come to faith in Christ yet. These are those that maybe even follow along with Jesus but haven't made that commitment yet. Uh, This is the place of uh, still being lost, uh, separated from God, without hope yet because hope doesn't exist unless you are in relationship with Christ. The only way to move from there to where we're going to look today, this, this place of, 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 
learning and growing, uh, being established, being built up, the only way to get from here to here is through the cross. There's no other way to come to uh, life eternal except through the cross of Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Uh, But in that way, everything has been given to us. Everything that we need for fullness of life, life eternal, everything good that God wants to give to us happens through through the cross of Christ as we become one of the followers. Uh, from there, you move on to this place of, of being a worker in the kingdom. From there, you move on, uh, hopefully, to that last chair of, of being a disciple maker. Someone that has uh, given themselves to the mission of, of repeating the process that has happened in our lives. In the lives of people that didn't know Christ. Pointing them to the way of salvation. Uh, building them up. Establishing them and continuing the process. Uh, this, is a, this is a picture of, of, of life in the kingdom of Christ. Jesus, Jesus said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. That moves us here. And this is the chair we focus on this morning. Uh, Jesus said in Luke, if anyone would come after me, if you're, if you're going to be in this place of relationship with Him, if anyone would come after me, let him de- deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he'll save it. For what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet forfeits himself or his soul? And so we come to this place of uh, first first chair as a follower. Uh, We talked about um, this chair when, when we first looked at all of these. And almost everybody, if they could choose a chair to sit in, would be this one. It seems to be the most comfortable. And I've been in them all, and I would choose to sit here for a good long time. It is a comfortable chair. There's a reason why this is a comfortable chair in the Christian uh, walk of discipleship. Um, There's not as much going on that we are accountable for yet. Uh, So we're going to talk about this chair uh, this morning. Uh, coming Coming to faith in Christ is where we are rooted uh, that's, the, that's the first thing that um, Paul talks about here. Um, rooted. Being rooted in Him. It's, it's talking about the, the way that the Christian life is for everybody. Everybody coming from the outside into the family is rooted in Christ. Uh, 2 Corinthians says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. There is such a radical shift between this place and this one. It is, it's, it's as if um, it is a night and day. When we talk about light and darkness, this is the difference. Darkness and light. This is a whole new uh, understanding of your life in this world compared to this one. And it should be 
night and day difference as way, as, to be obvious to ourselves and to others. We, we come into the light. We are a new creation. It isn't something that just adds something to us. Coming into relationship with Christ transforms us completely. And it's a continual, ongoing process. Um, this, this being uh, rooted, listen to what uh, Paul says in Ephesians, uh, in his wonderful prayer there at Ephesians 3. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of God that surpasses, the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This, this uh, beginning stage of, of following Christ is one that we need to be deeply rooted in. Uh, and deeply will also be a, uh, a distinguishing characteristic of those that are truly in Christ. Um, being being uh, rooted in Christ is the only way to have a fruitful life in Christ, which is what we're called to. When, when Jesus told the parable of the, of the sower, he sowed seeds and some fell on the path, that path that had been beaten down so much that nothing could grow there. It is so hard. The hardness of people's hearts uh, reflects this place of the pathway. Nothing grows where it's absolutely hard. Some fell along the rocks, and there's, there's a little bit of soil in that place, and so sometimes you see some of those seeds sprout up and grow, except their roots are shallow. They're not deep. And there is this uh, quickly withering away when life brings trouble to you. Uh, and so you see that they can't bear fruit because they never grew up. They never had a, a deep enough root to endure things, the trials of this life. Then there were those that were, uh, the, the seeds fell among the thorns and the thorns choked them out. Uh, the thorns had infested the ground so, so much that nothing was going to be able to grow there except for the thorns. The thorns just kind of choked it out and it, again, couldn't produce fruit. But then there was the place where it fell on good soil. This is prepared soil. It's ready to receive it. It's been cultivated and, and, and prepared in such a way that when you plant seeds in it, it's going to grow. And those plants there put down deep roots. This is the, this is the starting place of, of Christians being deeply rooted in Christ. Uh, without... Without that deep root, uh, we're either choked off or we wither away uh, every time things get difficult. Uh, being, being a disciple, a follower of Christ, is one that is first deeply rooted. Jesus said at the, at, at the end of uh, the Bible, in the, Revelation 22, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. For us to be in Christ is to be with Him, 
that, that deep root of David, which goes back all the way through the, the eternal plan of God, where he had this uh, unfolding plan that would take place in the world. And you see that picture being developed. And Jesus pointed us back to the fact that he is the fulfillment of that. He is the root of the kingdom. Being rooted in Jesus is part of what brings us into uh, life with Him. And it has to be this place of being rooted. <clears throat> uh, Jeremiah um, sums up what it is to be, to be rooted in, in our Lord. Uh, Jeremiah 17, <clears throat> Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes. But it, for its leaves uh, remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. A wonderful picture of what it is to be rooted in Christ. Always being nourished, even in the worst of times and constantly bearing fruit fruit as, as that picture unfolds for us as we move along in our discipleship. Uh, Paul then uh, switches his metaphors, and I, I'm so glad he does this. I, I, I mix up my metaphors at times too, so I'm grateful that somebody else mixes a couple metaphors in together. Uh, first it's a root, now it's, now it's being built up. It's, it's kind of that same idea, except he, he uses now the, instead of an agricultural uh, understanding of things, of growing, uh, this, is a, this is a structural way of looking at things. You are being built up. Uh, and there's, a, there's a, a specific purpose in that. Being built on a, on a solid foundation uh, through the different uh, occupations I've had over the years. did a lot of things that um, uh, helps me in this understanding uh, one of which was um, as a as a landscaper, um, we would put up retaining walls. Um, I just did another one yesterday. Uh, worked with my son-in-law. We were putting up a retaining wall there, and knowing how that works is helpful. The reason why we were putting up a retaining wall is because the one that was there had failed. It failed because it didn't have a solid foundation. The, the very bottom row of that, of that uh, retaining wall was not set in such a way that it would stand the test of time. Uh, shifting ground, uh, moisture in there, uh, plants growing. It, it didn't stand. Uh, the wall was leaning out and falling over. Uh, years ago uh, when I was in that, uh, I, I, I had to rebuild another wall that didn't stand... Um, the proper construction. It had just been built. This is, this is when every wall stands, right? Uh, the taillight guarantee. Well, it's still standing when I leave. Uh, good for me. Um, this wall had just been built. This was a tall wall. This was probably 12 feet tall. A, a, a block retaining wall, 12 feet tall, holding back a large bank up against a... a uh, an apartment building complex. And as they were finishing the final work, as they were grading out the soil to, to get everything looking nice, the entire wall crumbled. 
It hadn't even started in its purpose yet. And it fell. There were so many things wrong with the the construction of that that it had to be rebuilt. And we took that thing back down. Twelve feet of wall back down to its foundation and started again. It had to, had to rebuild that. Uh, when you build houses, um, you do the same thing. Uh, you don't build on the sand, you build on the rock, as Scripture says. Uh, when, we were, when I was in excavating, we were rebuilding roads. Some of the roads, the, the intersection, one of them that we, we rebuilt, uh, the subsoil there was so unstable, we had to go down twelve feet just to find solid ground and then rebuild it from there. Uh, that intersection had been a problem for years. It just kept sinking in. Uh, so a foundation that is firm and sure is absolutely critical for us as believers. Just as much as it is in every kind of circumstance, it is especially true and eternally true for us as followers and disciples of Christ. That's why uh, as, we, as we consider um, uh, being built up, there are so many different components to it as well. Uh, but the, the, the primary foundation that you build on is Christ. Uh, Paul said in Corinthians, for no one can lay another foundation other than that which is laid in Christ. Every other foundation will crumble. Uh, And you can look around at all the kingdoms of the earth right now and you see how they crumble, either in their morality or their ability to withstand the attacks of another kingdom. Not so with the foundation that believers and followers, disciples of Christ have. Ephesians um, talks about that. Uh, Paul says, uh, Ephesians 2, we, we, we looked at this last week, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Uh, those that God had given to uh, point the way to Christ and then point to life in Christ after. So the prophets that, that led us to Christ and the, the apostles that led us uh, into our understanding of what life in Christ is like. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, the foundational stone to the entire structure is Christ Jesus, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows into a holy temple and Lord. In Him you are also being built together into a dwelling place by God for the Spirit. This, this uh, being built up for, for the Christian is built on the foundation of all that God has been saying in the Old Testament. Everything that has been Uh, written about points us to the cornerstone of Christ. Unfortunately, there were so many, even in Jesus' day, those that that grew up understanding the prophecies missed who the cornerstone was. They just absolutely missed it. There were some that were not even acquainted with the ways of God and His kingdom that seemed to get it. Uh, Tax collectors and prostitutes were getting into the kingdom ahead of the leaders of the church. They didn't, they didn't understand that cornerstone foundation of Jesus and that everything from, from of old had been pointing to Him being that solid rock. 
that we're all rooted in and built up on. They missed it. But that's the, that's the structure that we're, that we're becoming. It's, it's one that happens both individually. Uh, he's, he's building you up into a building. And He's building us up and, and the, the, the global church up into a structure. Both ways of being built up are the same for the individual and for the global church and for the local church. Everybody starts on that foundation. Everybody then begins to add different components. When you, when you build a building, certainly, as we've said, the most important thing is the foundation on which it's laid. But the building isn't just the foundation. Nor is it more foundation on top of more foundation. It begins to take shape. There are walls, there are windows, there are doors, there are different utilities inside that work together so that you can actually use the building for something. There is a roof over top. There are supporting structures surrounding the building and within the building to make sure that it doesn't collapse. All of it being supported by the foundation. But each one of those components is necessary. That's why uh, in a different uh, setting it says uh, the, whole, the whole church is a body as well. So the eye doesn't say to the foot, I don't need you. The, the foot doesn't say to the hand, I don't need you either. Uh, every, every piece has its particular uh, place and purpose, uh, especially in a building. Uh, you've, you've never seen a building that is just foundation, 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 foundation. It's foundation and walls and everything else that continues to be a part of that. Uh, all of those pieces are being built into us as His members. And so, while the foundation is absolutely critical, we understand a building process. That means, uh, as I start with life in Christ, I am rooted and founded on the foundation and now God's going to build on me. He's going to build into my uh, idea of what it means to be a disciple and a follower of Christ all the different components that I need. Not just the foundation. Uh, we, we think of, of being in life in Christ maybe too often as, as resting on the foundation but not, not being built up. Sometimes... Uh, Christians get stalled out in this place of just being founded here, rooted in this place. I know I'm, I know I'm secure because I'm on the rock and nothing can shake me. There is truth to that, obviously. But it works itself out in how that uh, progression of the Christian life goes. There's, there's something that's meant to happen as well. And there is this uh, idea of, of uh, being established as well. Rooted, built up, and established. All of these things happen to us. Uh, every one of them is something that God is directly responsible for. As, as we make that decision to receive the gift of Christ, God begins to work, as He already has been. Nobody comes to Him without Him drawing Him. Everything about the Christian life is all attributed to God. And we have a response in those things. 
And so we are established then also in Him. We're gaining strength. We're at a place where we continue to learn and grow. If you're rooted, you're going to learn, or you're going to grow. As you, as you come into life with Christ and you are a new creation where the old is gone and the new has come, there's a new learning process. This chair is also a place of learning, which is maybe what makes it so comfortable. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was in school, there were, there were classes that I enjoyed. I liked learning new things. You, you know what part of that class I didn't like? The testing. I'm, I'm fine with learning new things all day long, but ask me to prove that I know it or that it actually works. Uh, like the mathematical equation, uh, if, if a train is here in this city and it's traveling so many miles per hour and this and that, uh, how long would it take to get to this point over there? Like, really, I've got to show you how to do that? I, I, like, I like to know that, that a train can go from here to there. I, know, I like to know that there's different variables. That, so if you're going up a hill, that would slow it down. Well, that's good to know. Now prove that you can uh, show me that. If, if a tree stands this tall and the shadow is over here, uh, where's the angle of the sun? Uh, well, I, I like to know that those things take place, but I don't always like to show my work. I don't like it when you test me about it, because if I fail then you're going to want me to learn some more and, and, and be tested again. This, this is a place of, of learning here. Uh, there's some good to that. Obviously, we need to learn. As you come from being dead to being alive, uh, a, a new creation, a, a transformed life, I need to know, and you need to know, what that looks like, what this transformed life is all about. So it's a, it's a place of being established, uh, learning new things so that there can be fruit that comes from those things. Peter, Peter reminds us uh, to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, as we come into Christ, we are expected to grow in His grace uh, being, being the recipients of things that we don't deserve and learning why that happens. Learning of the, the character of God and growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, looking, looking at His life and how He conducted Himself in this world uh, as a servant to His Father, as a human that walked among us, growing in the knowledge of Christ. How did Christ uh, get through uh, His time of ministry, he grew up like we did. He was a boy that probably had to sit in school and learn things. He certainly uh, grew up uh, hearing the stories and the scriptures and, and being able to recite those as every good Jewish boy or girl would have to do, uh, growing up in the Word. Jesus had to, to grow in, in, in grace, in and knowledge as well as his as his parents directed him as he as he took his place as God's true son in the world Jesus also grew up in that way uh, he learned 
obedience, it says. So we, we follow in that. We, we continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's, it's meant to firmly establish us. It, it does us a, a world of good to understand that this is the place of foundation but when you understand that you can, you can stand the test of time, uh, you are established in this. Just as the, um, the, the weeds choked it out, the sun scorched things along the path, uh, as the waves beat against the house on the, on the seashore, on the sand, uh, as, the, as the trials and turmoil of life happens, you need to know that what you have been learning will help you survive that and thrive in that and be secure. Uh, being in a place of learning, being established, uh, that takes some time. It is, it is an ongoing process, but it's just the beginning of that. From there, you'll move on to uh, other stages as well. Paul here uh, gives us a warning uh, in verse 8. It says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. There, there are always people working to teach us something other than what Christ wants for us to be established. Paul says, make sure that nobody takes you captive by these false ways of learning. The devil is so bent on teaching us something other than the pure Word of God. He had that as his very first tactic, trying to twist the Word of God in the Garden of Eden. And he has been doing that same thing. He tried it on the very Word of God in the flesh as he tried to distort the Word with Jesus, the living Word, and try to trip Him up as if that were even possible. But those are the, the enemy's tactics trying to teach us something different, taking us captive by things that sound so much easier than than that uh, dedicated life of the disciple, which means following in obedience, taking up your cross not once and not a few times, but take up your cross daily. The one that takes up his cross isn't the one that has just moved from here to there and there. I've taken up my cross. The one who takes up his cross in Christ does that in this stage and in this stage, and in this stage as well. Every, every place where we find ourselves in life with Christ is a daily taking up our cross, following in obedience as He did, even obedience to death. It doesn't stop. Life in Christ, obedience in Him, learning and growing doesn't stop at some certain point where we say, I've learned enough. I didn't go on to, to college. I'm taking seminary classes. No, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't going to do the normal route of college. I didn't care for learning all that much. 
primarily because of the testing. But that's where you prove that you know what you want to know. Brothers and sisters, we want to know how to live a fruitful life in Christ. I hope. I hope we don't come here week after week uh, wanting to just learn stuff. But it's, it's for the purpose of transforming us, uh, showing us that the old is gone and the new has come. And learning what it means to be a new creation in Him. There's a, there's a lot of different things that have to be taught us to understand what it is to grow up into Christ. What it means to be a disciple, a follower of, of Jesus Christ. One who will not only have a transformed life, but will be in this process of, of bringing that transformation to more people. Timothy Paul, Paul to Timothy um, gave that same kind of warning of not being, uh, not being held captive when he talks about the, the people in this world that uh, are just so bent on doing that. Um, they find themselves in this position of always learning, 2 Timothy 3.7, always learning and never able to arrive at the knowledge of truth. Always, always finding themselves wanting to learn, but always listening to every possible voice out there and not being rooted and built up and established. And that's where, that's where we need to find ourselves, uh, in, that, in that place of, of being rooted, built up, and established. This is, this is the starting place for life in Christ. Uh, it gets comfortable here because we find security. Because I know I'm rooted. I, I know I'm being built up, or that I have a foundation. It gets comfortable when we just see that as the end goal, that I am founded on the rock, rooted in the rock. It gets comfortable just having that knowledge. But this isn't the chair where any Christian is ever meant to stay. It is a, it is a life of transformation. And so in this, in this first place, though, we, we find ourselves uh, rooted in the, in the person and the saving work of Jesus Christ. We find ourselves um, continually being built up on that foundation, laying the foundation, and then letting God build us up individually and corporately, working together for the good of His kingdom, uh, able to withstand any attack of the enemy. And it's a place of a continual learning and growing in our knowledge, being put to the test, being established so that when the test comes, and they come, they do come, and they will come again, and they will come in ways that the world has not experienced. If, if, if we are alive yet when those very last days, we're in them now, but the very last days when that final hour comes, you will want to have uh, proven that you are rooted and built up and established so you can stand the test and continue to grow in uh, participating in the work of the kingdom. And nothing can beat you down. So next week we're going to move from this place of, of finding ourselves um, on a firm foundation and then taking that 
and looking at what it is now to be a worker in the kingdom. One that constantly contributes to what God has for His people to do. He has always included His people in doing the work. Uh, You see that from the Garden of Eden uh, all the way through to the end. People working in the kingdom. Today, we find this place of being rooted, built up, and established as just the first place of life in His name. Heavenly Father, uh, we are grateful that You have given us a sure foundation, a deep and penetrating root, uh, one that will draw nourishment from, from the great riches that You have for us, those, those nutrients that will continue to develop us, establishing us uh, in our faith, in the faith, and not being tossed about by, by every wind of doctrine that's out there and the cunning schemes of the evil one. And so, Father, we thank You that we are in that place, rooted, built up, and established, but it's for purpose. So keep revealing uh, that purpose to us as we remember our very strong foundation. Uh, that, that foundation that we sang about, a firm foundation uh, which no one can destroy, the very cornerstone Himself, Christ Jesus our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen.